Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We are live. It's the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Stay tuned. Happy Thursday evening, and if you're seeing this later, happy Friday. Uh, welcome into the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Joining me is a proud new papa. Well, not a new papa, but it's uh, it's round three for Israel Troop. Uh, big congratulations in order for you, Israel. Congrats. Thank man. you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I got a little bit of time here before baby girl decides that she wants to be hungry again. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to be back in the back in the studio, I would say. Yeah, heck yeah, man. It's been uh it felt like it's been a really, really long time. It hasn't really been that long, but like there felt like there was a huge gap there. Holidays and you know, mm-hmm. your your whole uh your whole thing there with uh with the birth of your third child. So uh it's good to be back with you, good to be back a little bit normal. Um got a got a new camera set up here. as you can tell, got a couple new items in the uh in the background. So we're uh we're rolling we're rolling quite along here. So uh, since we last spoke, uh, we talked early signing day a little bit. Uh, we talked Dylan Raiola, all that stuff. We're going to put that in review. We're not going to talk about Dylan Raiola tonight. But uh, we got a lot of other things to talk about um, as far as transfer portal additions, the beat down of Florida State, and just how insane that was, and all the guys declaring for the NFL. So where do you want to start? Uh, let's talk about the uh, the beat down of uh, Florida State. You know, my wife's a big Florida State fan. Um, and I hate it. You know, I think Coach Novell and that staff has done a phenomenal job um, these last three years of getting Florida State back um, to being uh, recognized and getting the recognition they deserve. You know, so I know it all started with them getting, you know, um, shafted out of the, the college football playoff. You know, I think that they deserve the right to lose. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and I stand on that. You know, um, everybody wants to talk about, you know, Georgia being out of it and things like that. But, I mean, all we had to do was win. And we were in. You know, you win and you're in. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I don't really blame, you know, any of that. You know, it's 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 our fault that we weren't in it. You know, and you can say whatever you want to. But, you know, we just played like doo-doo against Alabama that night. It happens. You know what I mean? It's one of those deals. You know, but to see them, you know, one, lose a lot of guys um, to the portal, you know, which we picked up one, um, a receiver from them, um, and then have a bunch of guys go to the NFL, you know, declare for the NFL at the same time. Yeah. You know, they kind of, they you know, hit you know, a little snag there, but at the same time, Hey, that's why you play the game, you know, and it was good to see a lot of our guys, you know, you know, come back um, and play, you know, be present. You know what I mean? Kamari Laster, you know, receiving, yeah. a, one of, you know, a first and second round grade and still he's playing that a, game. Yeah, he's going to be a late um, first guy, I think. Bullard to play in that game. And, you know, um, I know Mims and, and Bowers have declared as well, but at the same time, you know, they were injured. So, I mean, them playing just, it, it really didn't matter to us anyway. You know, so, you know, to have all our guys there and present um, that wanted to be a part of this Bulldog program was absolutely beautiful thing to watch. And, you know, you see what happens. You see the culture that Kirby's built, you know, being, you know, I watched his interview with um, 
with the reporters about Kamara, you know, being upfront with them. Hey, if you want to play great, if you don't great, you know, I'm going to support you no matter what, you know, and to see, you know, that love that Kamara has not only for his, for his coach, but, you know, more importantly for his program and his teammates, you know, and to come back and play, you know, in that game was absolutely beautiful thing to see. Yeah, that, that's that's incredible. Like the the culture that that's being built. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you were there. You saw a lot of that. Those guys are very together. Uh, it seems like they have each other's backs. Like anytime anything bad happened throughout the course of the season, when they panned the sidelines, you didn't see a whole lot of like people dog cussing each other and you know making excuses of well, that's just football. Um, these guys picked each other up. They truly rooted for each other. That's one of the things I saw. Like. They were going. They would go nuts for other people, mm-hmm. and they celebrated each other. They didn't worry about who's getting what and, and things like that. Those guys that were worrying about that are probably the ones that are in the most of the ones that are in the portal right now. But f- the ones that are here, they didn't worry about all this stuff. They played for each other. They played together, and it showed in a big, big way when they beat up on Florida State scout team. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, you know, you, and you see the excitement, you know, you could tell that Georgia wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to show that they're one of the, the top programs in the nation, which I mean, we already knew that, you yeah. know, but they want to show the world, you know, wherever you put in front of us, you know, we're going to show you that we're one of the top, top teams in the nation. You know what I mean? So to see that and, you know, to see Coach Muschamp and of, of course you're going to be excited because it's your son, yeah. but to see the whole sideline itself get excited, you know, um, seeing our, our staple of running backs who are next up and coming, you know, get get some get some totes in the game and to see a young receiver, you know, score a touchdown in the game, although he got a, you know, a little personal foul there at the end. But, you know, <laughs> excitement, you know those guys being there and, yeah. you know, our um, our early enrollees were there. So, you know, they got to see it and they got to experience it. So, you know, it's it just shows you, you know, no matter what happens, no matter everybody else who hasn't been a part of this or, you know, that think that old oh, Kirby's lost the program, his culture, blah, blah, blah. Culture's great. You know, you, you're just seeing it because because you can read. You read really well. You know what I mean? So you read what these reporters put out. But when you see things like that, and you really pay attention. You know, you start to see that our culture's our culture's awesome. You know, yeah. we still have five stars and recruits coming, you know, left and right. You know, we got two guys that decided that they wanted to leave, you know, decided to stay. Um, you know, so it just shows you what, what happens, you know, when you build a great culture. You know, you're doing things right. And I think Georgia and that coaching staff and Kirby Smart are doing things the right way. Absolutely. And after such a bad taste from the SEC championship, it was a great way to to end the season on a high note in, in the Orange Bowl and show to the world that, hey, we are, despite what people may say and despite us not actually earning that position, we are one of the four best teams in the country, if not the best team in the country. So that was that was exciting to see. But before we move forward, we're going to talk about some transfer portal stuff. Uh, we are presented by BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all your sports wagering needs. If you if you want to bet it, bet on BetOnline.ag has it, including an online casino as well. So use the promo code Believe. Uh, go on to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe. That's ready for it. B L E A V. To get your to get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That, again, that's promo code believe B L E A V to get your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. So betonline.ag it's where the game starts. So um, where do you want to go next? So you want to talk about some of these uh, playoff games, some of these other bowl games. You want to talk about our portal guys because we've got some impressive dudes in the portal. Yeah, I mean let, let's jump on this portal deal. You know, and, and <clears throat> one thing you know I got into not really an, an argument, but a little spat with, with some people about, you know, all the guys that are entering, 
you know, transfer portal. And, you know, you see all the, this stuff on Twitter, but let's look at, you know, who all's in the portal. Um, not one of those guys have, you know, substantial snaps. You know, if you, if let's look at this thing about it like this, you know, I tell our players this all the time. Once you go to college, those stars mean absolutely nothing. The only people that care about stars are the people who write stories. So, you know, they five former five star, blah, 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 blah. Like once you get into college, nobody cares what kind of stars you have. It depends on if you can produce on that football field. Mm-hmm. Well, outside of Jackson Meeks, um, which I, I love, you know, and, and, you know, watching his podcast, you know, with him and, and Bullard, you know, you kind of, kind of got to know him a little bit better. Um, you know, just kind of young man that he is, you know, him leaving, you know, was a situation where, you know, it was just time, you know what I mean? And he wanted to play and, you know, you got some dudes, you know, on the depth chart, you know, that you couldn't be, I understand that, you know what I mean? So all the rest of them, you know, I don't know. He followed followed coach Brown to Syracuse. So it's not like he wants more random either. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that everybody else's situation, you know, but I thought I, I prefaced it by saying this, you know, if you're in a transfer portal and your DB coach just left, when you want to go with your DB coach, yeah. if, you know, if everything was all good and, you know, you were just that guy, but somebody else was in front of you, you know, and that by all means, that's not knocking any of those guys, but that's just my thought process in this, you know, Jackson meets, boom, the very next day he's in there, you know, he's at Syracuse, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. obviously that relationship was built at some point, you know, and these things, you know, require relationships, you know what I mean? So, you know, I wish all those guys the best, you know, you know, George just wasn't their fit at the time. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll never get mad at a young man for wanting to transfer. I do get mad when you transfer three or four times. Like, that's that's when I do get mad. Yeah, it's yeah. you know, like, dude, settle down somewhere. But that third time is like, is it the program or is it you? You know? The third like, time, it's got to be you because there's, <laughs> so like, there's only so many times you can get screwed over, right? Yeah. It, it has to be you. Uh, the first time, it's, okay, maybe I got – somewhere and decided I, this wasn't the right fit for me. My head coach got fired or my position coach moved on or, you know, some sort of circumstance. Like there's always that one. Sometimes some there's some unique situations where two transfers is warranted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't hate that all the time, but sometimes, you know, depending on the circumstance, but you know, you get up to three and, and four and some people even have five transfers. Like they're somewhere new every year. Like that yeah. is that is excessive. Like that's the at some point, at some point, like you're a recruiter and you see that, and you don't recognize the red flag. That's on you as a coach too, right? Especially as a kid who hasn't produced on the field. You know, you see this guy's transferred. You know, more than twice. Um, he's in there for the third time, and you know the numbers don't really add up as to why he's transferred. You know, at some point, it's got to be like, all right, big dog. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, what's the problem? You know what I mean? And you can't sit here and say, well, that guy's a great athlete. I mean, he is, but, you know, coaches do their, their homework too. They're going to ask, you know, all the coaches, they might hate each other, but at the end of the day, especially around this time, they're going to ask, Hey coach, uh, tell me about this kid. You know what I mean? So, you know, at some point I think the NCAA has to put a, uh, a stamp on this and say, Hey, you know, the first one's free after that, you know, you can't transfer from, you know, Georgia to Alabama, you know, it has to go. You can't transfer within the conference. You know what I mean? Because now it looks like tampering. You know, you play those guys. They're like, hey, man, if you come here, you know, you're going to get this. You know what I mean? So exactly. at some point, you know, there has to be some stipulations on this to where there is punishment for you just jumping in the portal because, you know, you're not happy. You know, there's a difference in it's just not a good fit. You know, the coaching staff, you know, soldier dream that's not really there. 
you know, they, they lied to you, things like that. Like, that makes sense to me. But just because, you know, you're not playing how you think you should be playing, you know, and it's just because of the outside factors which people don't understand, you know, going to class, you know, um, getting in trouble, decisions that you make, you know, all those factor into your playing time. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're being a turd and you're not playing, I mean, that's on you, dog. That's not, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not on the coaches. No, it's on you. It's totally on you. And and it, that should be noted. And and obviously those are red flags and those are why those those particular individuals stay in the portal for an extended period of time and they can't seem to land somewhere. Well, there you go. You got all these red flags, right? Yes. You know, Bubba, you say it all the time, you know, like in our offensive means that if I can't trust you um, out of this room, then I can't trust you on the field. Yeah. You know, one thing that stuck with me as a coach now, you know, if I can't trust you dude, to go to be the class on time, you know, then how can I trust you to make this catch, you know, in the big time situation? How can I trust you to make a tackle? You know, how can I trust you to communicate the coverage, you know, get the protection right, things like that. So all those things factor, you know what I mean, that people don't think about, you know, when they're writing these articles, oh, Georgia loses another five-star. Yeah, well, what was this five-star doing, you know, before all this happened? Yeah. You know, what's he doing off the field that is now, you know, contributed to him not playing on the field? Right, exactly. And all that goes into it, and people don't realize that. People just see the headline. They see, oh, they lost another one. Oh, they lost another one. Yeah, they, they see all that stuff, and it's like, okay, what now? <laughs> I mean, it's a, you know, blessing and a curse, you know, with this transfer report thing but you know the transfer report is not really killing people it's all these people these COVID years oh, yeah. you know and i think you know talking to recruiters you know down here you know i think they're they're one more year you know away from all this COVID stuff um you know being gone yeah. you know so COVID's really killing recruiting you know and you know it's detrimental to the high school player right now so you know when we look at the grand scheme of recruiting and you know transfer report port is going to be there port is not going anywhere you know, do I, I think they need to put some stipulations on it, of course, but this COVID stuff, you know, is what's really, you know, killing and hindering, you know, the recruiting aspect of it. Because those guys are hanging around. Yeah. I mean, DJ Uyungale is going to Florida State now. And he's 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 been in college what, seven years? It's gonna be year seven. Yeah. It's 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 yeah, it's beyond ridiculous. Yeah. He was on like the first season of QB one. Yeah, we're getting but the Van Wilder, you know what I mean, where you, you just don't want to leave. That's a that's a great reference. I like <laughs> Van Wilder. Gotta love that. So, yeah, I it just uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but I I think, and if you look at some of the situations, like I think NCAA needs to kind of just sit down and say, okay, how can we reorg a lot of this stuff? Mm-hmm. How can we redo the calendar? Because this thing is starting to turn, and not that it's a bad thing, but it's starting to kind of mimic the NFL a little bit. Like there's a story like Quinshawn Judkins. He entered the portal mm-hmm. and you know why he entered the portal because Jackson Dart got paid and Quinchon Judkins wanted to get paid and there was no money left to pay him what he wanted to get paid because they, and, and he was just going to have to like stick with this current deal. He wasn't going to get any sort of increase or bump. So he decided he was going to get the portal now. So it was all business decisions. So it was like, it's like free agency almost. So it got me thinking, it's like, well, in order to limit some of this craziness, like why not make a very rigid calendar to where like you only have like one transfer window and it's between the last 
is between the national championship and uh, the the end of spring. Uh, I could see that, or I could say that, or, or like, I, or I'd say from. All right, let's see. From the beginning of finals, all right, to the first, the second signing day in February, that's your window. That gives you what a month and a half to figure it out. Yeah, and that's it. It's over with after that. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that too. And then if you want to make your decision early and enroll early, you can. Yeah. Um, that gives you that opportunity. Exactly. And if not, then, hey, you better sit down somewhere because you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And like, is it the, is it the deadline to enter the portal or is it the deadline to make a decision in the portal? Like everything. And let's say finals are like the 12th or something like that in college. Right. So I know like the first bowl game is the 16th. Okay. So on the 12th at, 1159. All right, you can enter the portal. Okay. And on signing day, all right, which is usually the first Wednesday in February mm-hmm. at 1159, transfer portal closes. And wherever you're at, if you're still in the portal, then you're still in the portal. You got to You got to pack your bag. You got to go. We can't hold scholarships, you know, just because you didn't, you know, get to go somewhere. You yeah. should have figured that out beforehand. Yeah. You know, like that. So that gives you, all right, you can enroll early in January and be a part of spring and things like that if you sign, you know, because you should be able to sign the first signing day. Yeah, you should be able to, like, with transfers, you should be able to just, it, it doesn't work like college, it doesn't work like high school recruiting. Like, you should be able, so as soon as you commit, you should be able to, like, get the enrollment process started. Exactly. So what's the point of a kid coming in March? There's not. I mean, I, I would just say they could, it, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then after that, hey, you got to wait again till the next cycle comes around. There's only one transfer portal. That's it. Yeah. It would make these guys think about it a lot more. And that'll fix a whole lot of stuff that we got going on right now. Because now, now you're just getting into being greedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, all right, NIL stuff is great. All right, we figured that out. But now it's just the point of, all right, how much are you going to pay me to be here? All right, well, if that's the case, then go to the NFL. Oh, wait, you're a sophomore, so you can't. Yeah. Now what are you going to do? Yep. And I have a problem with giving a 19, 20-year-old kid all this money, you know? Yeah, a ton of money. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of money. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of financial irresponsibility, too. Absolutely. And if he's deserving, absolutely. You know, but at the same time, you know, it's starting to become, you know, a goat rodeo now to where, you know, kids are trying to leverage coaches. You know what I mean? Hey, if I don't get this and I'm leaving. All right, cool. Bye. Yeah, see ya. They call it recruiting for a reason. Yeah, we're, we'll just get the next guy. We'll, you, you see that that transfer portal you're getting into? You're going to pass a lot of guys in line that we could just bring in here. Like, hmm? you, know, you know, like, uh, okay, see ya. Tr- okay, Trevor Etienne, come on in. Yeah, Missouri found a, a yeah. diamond this year. Yeah. You know, and there's guys in there that, that can yeah. ball. So, uh, you know, Theo Weiss, I think, is who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Because he wants to. He wants to play football. I want guys that want to play football. Yeah. You know, if they do what they're supposed to do, the money's going to come. You know what I mean? They're going to make you know, really good. Good. You know, their nil deal is going to be amazing when they get here. You know what I mean? But if you're going to use this to try to, you know, you know, handcuff me as a coach, no, nah, because we ain't doing that. No, nah, you, you keep <laughs> we, you keep it stepping, bro. <laughs> yeah, 
keep it happening. Yeah, it ain't happening. So we've got some impressive guys. Trevor Etienne, London Humphreys, uh, Scobie White are, are, are just a few of the guys, uh, the notable guys that, that have entered into the uh, into UGA from the portal. Two receivers and a running back. Mm-hmm. Now. Oh, we got the kid from South Carolina, too. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the heck's his name? Michael Jackson? A nice defensive lineman. He, I think he's one of the ones that kind of beat up on us in that South Carolina game for a little while. Oh yeah, and no, we we got a we got another one as well. Um, we had gotten uh, kid. Uh, we got yeah, Michael Jackson the third from uh, USC wide receiver. He committed today. Yep. So we got three receive three receivers and running back in the D lineman. Yeah. Plus what we recruiting and that's there now and what's coming, you know, after Saturday. So yeah. I think we good. I, I think we're gonna be all right. Yep. <laughs> I think <laughs> we're gonna be just fine. Um, they're just fine. I, I think a lot of people are like freaking out that all these people are leaving into the portal. It, it, I mean it works two ways. I don't think people you know, people should understand that. It works works two it's a two way street. Yeah, when those guys leave, I mean that frees up scholarship opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah. It works out for everybody in the end. And Georgia's always going to get guys. I mean, that's what we do. Absolutely. So, uh, which one are you most excited about? He, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about ETN. You know, I'm, I'm excited to have. We hadn't really had a, a breakaway running back. You know, since you know DeAndre Swift. You know, I consider him a breakaway guy who can take it to the house. Yeah. You know, he can do that. You know, do I think James Cook could have done that? Absolutely, he did a couple of times. But, you know, just a straight, you know, downhill, you know, once he gets through, you ain't going to catch him kind of guy. We really haven't had that since Swift. You know what I mean? Now, not counting those other guys before him, you know, like Gurley and all those guys. I'm just saying, you know, since Swift, we haven't really had that guy that can, you know, we get the ball on the 25, you know, he can take a 75. Like, yeah. without first, a doubt. Like first play, you give it to him and he's he's gone. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to him. You know, I'm looking forward to see um, our guys who were injured, you know, come back, you know, how they bounce back from those injuries. Um, I'm excited about this re- receiving core. You know, yeah. we're, we're losing McConkie um, and Rosemary Jack Saint. Um, we lost Meeks, but, you know, we got a, a good squad coming back um, this year, you deep, know. Deep squad. Uh, Xavier McLeod is who you're talking about, defensive lineman. Yeah. Xavier McLeod. Uh, defensive lineman. Yeah. Too. It's, yeah. it's going to to watch how that group get developed and you know um you know to the point to where you know when we get to the SC championship game which we will again um to where we don't feel like we have to you know play you know not to lose the game we can actually play to win you know i'll never understand why we do that i'll, I'll yeah. never i'll never understand it yeah even when we played auburn you know and and you know auburn you know we felt like all right we, we could really beat up we kind of played around with them for a little while you know so you know, it's just one of those deals to where, all right, now we're getting to the point to where this whole playing not to lose just ain't worked for us. We just need to play to win. Just go out there and just let it rip, man. If you lose, you lose. Yeah. Just let yeah. it rip. I mean, who cares? Like, if you're going to lose, you're going to lose. But, yeah. like, at least lose being hyper-aggressive and doing what you've done all year to get you to that point. Absolutely. You know, I'm not – I'll never go on the field and say, well, guys, I don't know what we're going to do today. We're going to try it. No dog, we shouldn't let this thing ride. Yeah, it's it's it, we're gonna oh. put the 
if we lose, so be it. But we're going to lose the way we're going to, you know, we're going to lose going all out. Absolutely. Like that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's, we're, we're going to be aggressive and you're going to have to, like, you're going to have to get over it. Like, that's mm. one thing I love about Dan Campbell in, in Detroit. Like, that dude is freaking, he don't care, man. Absolutely. <laughs> he's he's going to let it rip. <laughs> he, good or bad, he's going to let it, he's going to let it fly, man. It, it's, it's great to see. Man, absolutely. You know, watching the uh, Washington Texas game, which I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed both games. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the Alabama Michigan game was a heavyweight fight. You know, and the uh, Texas and you know Washington game was a featherweight fight. You know, so you know it's one of those deals to where who's who's going to outlast the other one. You know, and I really thought Texas was going to make that comeback there toward the end. Yeah. That fumble in the second half, you know, again the second half was there. Their downfall. You know, they don't fumble that ball. I think they win the football game. Yeah. Not saying that that one play dictate the whole game because I mean, Penix but was it, in. it was a it was a pretty big play. Like it was oh, a pretty big momentum play, and it 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 just allowed it just allowed Washington to push push that lead a little bit further to where Texas was always in chase mode mm-hmm. instead okay. of instead of being firmly kind of in control of their own destiny and just being able to calm down and get into their game plan. Like I felt like. That that created some panic for Texas. And then, you know, the OC at Washington, you know, when, when Phoenix is like is rolling, that makes play calling real easy. I mean, oh, he's he in he he the whole field all the way to Bourbon Street. You know, that that's how good, you know, he was seeing the field. You know what I mean? So a lot of people were seeing Bourbon Street really good. Yeah. I saw the pictures, man. It was one it's one <laughs> if you've never been to the sugar bowl. Uh, it is a game that you should really go to. That was that was like that whole that fifteen seconds just encompassed the entire Sugar Bowl experience. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. And then I saw that uh, Alabama center is entering the transfer portal, and I hate to see it. Poor you know, guy. he had a rough game. Yeesh. He had a rough game. I mean, I'm not I'm not bashing him, but my God, he had a rough game, dude. I feel bad for him. And then answer me this, you know, Tommy Reese is one of the most, the, the one of the brightest young minds in college football right now, you know, but there's this thing called running the football. You know, if you just catch the ball, whenever it, whenever it is a good snap, you catch it and you hand it to that guy behind you, or you use that horse that's catching the ball already a lot more than he did. I think he's only 230 pounds Israel. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can use him as a running back. Look, I tell you this though, uh, the ball in his hand, which I know they were trying to get in his hand, you know, at the end there, you know what I mean. But he panicked. He totally panicked. I mean, if he throws that ball to running back, it's a touchdown. If it's a good snap, he throws it to the running back, and it's a walk in. Mm-hmm. If he picks it up and picks his eyes up, it's also a walk in touchdown. I don't know if you saw the guard wrapping around to nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> wrapped around to nobody. It's a really good feeling as a guard when you wrap yeah. around. And there's nobody there, and you're like. Uh, okay. All right. And he, the quarterback just ran into the pile. Yeah. Milro just ran into the pile. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it, it looked like a really bad quarterback draw play because of the snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first glance, I was like, oh my God, quarterback draw. What are you like? What? And then, then I saw the, the replay and I saw the uh, sky cam replay. And I saw the guard wrapping around. It was it was a quarterback power. It was a, a bubble. It was a bubble power. And I was like, "Oh, this was an RPO." Yeah, he totally panicked. 
He did. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this game goes, man. I, I like Washington, you know, after, you know, seeing kind of what, you know, Alabama's, you know, receivers did to Michigan secondary. Now, one thing Michigan's got going for them, now that box is absolutely deadly now. That front seven they got. Oh, they're going to get they're going to get after Penix a little bit, but you know with with Penix, I, I think I think the difference between Penix and Miller is Penix I think has a lot more poise in the oh, pocket. Yeah. I, I think he'll be able to escape some of that stuff, and I think he he's well versed enough in the scheme that he's going to be able to get the thing out quick too. Like he's going to be able to make some of these hot reads and side adjustments and things like that to be able to get rid of the ball to where he's not allowing that pressure to get to him. They're gonna I, I think they're gonna scheme away from a lot of that georgia did that a couple couple seasons ago when they played michigan which was a similar situation where you have aiden hutchinson who was heisman finalist don't know why yeah. uh, but he was a heisman finalist will anderson should have been there that year but uh he uh he was a non-factor because stetson you know does what stetson does right and todd munkin had a really brilliant scheme todd munkin was destined to coach Stetson Bennett in college and then move on and upgrade to Lamar Jackson in the NFL. Yeah. Like he, that's yeah. stuck. He is and living, he's living the dream right now. That upgrade is like having the iPhone 11 and now getting like the 15 Titan right now. You know what I mean? Like iPhone six. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Having the very first iPhone <laughs> where it's like yeah. round, <laughs> which is really good, you know, and then you, know, you get this, this new iPhone Titan titanium, you know what I mean? It's like, shoot, man, we finna, we finna make this thing shake. Yeah, you know, and, and you are making it shake. <laughs> yeah, Baltimore's the number one seed in the AFC. His first year as OC. It's amazing how that first works. I, I finally somebody who knows how to actually use Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and the weapons around him. Who would? Well, yeah, I mean, it starts with Lamar Jackson though. But you know, like you, like understanding, hey, uh, these receivers aren't bad. Uh, we do have, you know, we don't have a superstar running back. They don't have a superstar receiver. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't consider OBJ a superstar right now. I mean, he was, but he's not now. No. He'll get back to his, his glory days, but he's got a, a great supporting cast. Yeah, I don't right. think he'll ever get to that point, but he'll be he'll he'll be productive. He'll be very productive. And, very you know, productive. the cast around is really good. You know, you can. I'm, I'm impressed with Zay Flowers. I, I really like Zay Flowers. I think Zay he's going to be balling right now. Yeah, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a good one. Mark Andrews, when he comes back, he's gonna be a good one. So it's a good time for football. You know what I mean right now. So I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to the fan. game. You know, from a simple fact of, you know, it's just I just love football. You know, I don't really care who plays in it, you know, especially now because Georgia's not in it. But at the same time, I'm just looking forward to seeing good football. And I think it's gonna be a really it's really good for you. You got a, a physical team in Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, playing against another physical team from Washington. You know, defensively, but offensively, you're looking at two different, you know, aspects of the game. You know, Washington, I mean, Washington's more of the, you know, finesse, you know, throw the ball down the field, um, kind of catchy guessing a little bit. And then Michigan, all right, this is what you're going to get power right here at your face. You know, you're going to get split zone right here at your face. And then we might play action, throw the ball. Yeah. You know? but, but we're going to run it. We're going to cram it right down. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. We're going to. We're gonna run the damn ball. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna run the damn ball, Bobo. Right. So yeah, yeah, it's Blake Corum all day long. Like they did against Penn State in the entire second half when they played Penn State. They just ran it, 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 ran it. And Still then they ran it again. 
demoralizing games. As if I was a Penn State fan, I'd be really upset about that still. And this team just showed no respect for us and decided we're just not going to throw the ball in the we just And you just laid down and took it. Huh? Same thing against Ole Miss. You just laid down and took it. Good to Ole Miss. Absolutely. Oh, well. How about Missouri, dude? Dude, drink. 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 I, I'll admit it. I don't know if you – I don't know where you stood on this, but, like, I had drink as one of the two uh, – Fired coaches. I did not. Because you remember I said, when we looked at the schedule, I said Missouri is the one game that scares me out. This whole group is a Missouri game. You did. You had a lot of faith in drink. I did not. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I just didn't. I just didn't. I I don't know. I guess I just didn't believe it because it was like that last year was more of an aberration, the way they finished that year and the way they played against us. I felt like it was more of an aberration. I didn't, I didn't think they were all that serious, and still didn't. And then when they played LSU, the way they played them, even though they lost, uh, that when they beat Kansas State, that got my attention. Uh, but they really kind of figured out how to use Lutherburg, uh -huh. and and then Cody Schrader coming in was that was that was the X factor for them. Absolutely. So the SEC is going to be looking really, really good coming up, and I'm I'm excited about it. Guess what? We were supposed to be down. Yeah. This past year, this was our down year. Mm -hmm. We had we had two teams in the in the playoff this year. Texas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm counting Texas. They're they're yeah. SEC elect. I'm counting Texas. Absolutely. You can't stop me. I'm counting Texas. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a really good bowl season, surprisingly. It was. It, it was a good bowl season. I, I think there was a lot of good games. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously there's going to be some stinkers. They're, they're, it's just inevitable. There's going to be some stinkers. Like, Liberty should have never been in a New Year's Six. But they never should have been a matchup with Oregon. That was a weird yeah. matchup. That was a terrible matchup. Hey, they held their own for about a quarter and a half. I don't care. That game should have never happened. Because <laughs> Oregon came out and slept walk for a quarter and a half. That's what happened. And when Oregon woke up and it was 45 to 6, and you're like, okay. It escalated quickly. Yeah. Uh, and, and you feel bad for Oregon because like they busted their they busted their, you know what, to in the final season of the Pac 12 to get that game. Yeah. That was like that was like when when we in, in 07. You know, we were fighting for a BCS title game spot, and all of a sudden we get matched up in the Sugar Bowl with Hawaii. Hey, man, you got to come between them lines and play this game, baby. And can't I, I, I would have said if we can't get in the national championship, put us in the Rose Bowl against USC, that would have been a better matchup. Yeah. But, hey, I had a great time on Bourbon Street. Yeah. It was a great bowl experience for us. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I know. I was there. I was there. <laughs> I was there. That was great. great. So, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up, man. Um, before we go, uh, prediction, score prediction for Monday. I like Washington 35-17. I was going to say Washington, but a lot closer. I was going to say Washington 27-21. to 21. Michigan can play a little bit defense. They can, but Penix is playing out of his mind right now. He is, he's 
T is dealing. So, okay. Um, don't forget the uh, basketball starts their conference play at on the road at Missouri on Saturday. So there it is. Last basketball. Two. They've won eight in a row. That's what I'm talking about. Eight in a row, dude. Go dogs, baby. We're actually good at basketball. I don't know if I. I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> going to be good at basketball. This is going to be fun. We're about to be good at sports. It's going to be about crazy. To be good at baseball too. I'm. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to get into that talk. So, all right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. We'll see you back here next time. But until then, go dogs. And that that mean that means go dogs twofold in this case on Monday night because Washington uses our iteration of dogs too. So. Just fun facts for you guys. But go dogs. We'll see you back here next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.